RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The state broadcaster CCTV says the mystery illness in Wuhan may be an entirely new type of coronavirus. The Court of Appeal begins hearing the government's appeal against a lower court ruling that the anti-mask law was unconstitutional and US lawmakers step up calls for sanctions against key Beijing officials and criticise what they call the continuing erosion of Hong Kong autonomy. The state broadcaster CCTV says a preliminary investigation into a mystery illness in Wuhan has identified the possible cause as a new type of coronavirus. Such viruses are common and spread through coughing or sneezing or by touching an infected person. 59 people in Wuhan have been treated for the respiratory illness. Seven are in a critical condition and the rest are stable. CCTV said laboratory experts had so far found the novel coronavirus in 15 of the cases. The head of the Hong Kong Doctors' Union has called on the government to set up reporting stations at public hospitals for people who have returned from Wuhan with symptoms related to the illness. Dr Henry Young says encouraging them to seek medical help directly at public hospitals could prevent other patients being infected at private clinics. When we have reported the patient already, that patient should have been detained by the surgery until the authority come to accompany the patient to the public hospital. And this may be a chance of spreading the disease in a small crowded clinic in Hong Kong, and it's what we are wearing. We have no power to detain the patient at all. There have been around 40 suspected cases of the respiratory illness in Hong Kong. The Court of Appeal has begun a hearing over the government's appeal against a lower court ruling that the anti-mask law was unconstitutional. The government opposed the ban in October to try to deter people from breaking the law at anti-government protests. Speaking before the two-day hearing, Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok urged the government to withdraw its appeal and to give people peace of mind to wear surgical masks in the midst of an outbreak of the infectious disease in Wuhan. Every Hong Kong citizen is now trying to go out there and wear a face mask and try to buy them. Uh, why is it that the government see that it is still necessary to revive the anti-mask law when there's a public health crisis that is coming to Hong Kong? So I call on the government to stop making mistake after mistake, withdraw the appeal, allow the uh, anti-mask law to die a natural death. Mainland Transport Authority say they have no reports of passengers infected with the new Wuhan coronavirus, but a chief engineer of the Ministry of Transport, Wang Yang, says they're highly concerned and there'll be disinfection, detection and prevention efforts at transport hubs. The officials were speaking at a press conference in Beijing about arrangements for the peak Lunar New Year travel season. Researchers at the Chinese University have advised parents not to clean their homes excessively because it may impede the normal development of their children's immune systems. This comes after recent studies they carried out show that the proportion of children suffering from asthma in Hong Kong was more than twice as high as in Chonghua, a rural area on the mainland. Separate research they carried out working with European scientists shows that exposing children to farm dust has anti-inflammatory effects. One of the researchers, Professor Gary Wong, says children have asthma when their immune systems overreact. Of course, you know, if there is, let's say, an epidemic of a new disease, and the disease can be very severe, of course you need to protect yourself, like wearing masks and things like that. But as a general rule, there is really no need for excessive cleaning, because I know a lot of parents, they use a lot of bleach to clean the environment frequently. Because in fact, in the environment, there are a lot of 
bacteria and microorganisms. And in fact, these bacteria and microorganisms would not harm us. Instead, these microorganisms actually help the immune system of a young child to mature appropriately. LegCo President Andrew Leung is considering whether to allow a bill on extending maternity leave to be scrutinised in LegCo's panel on manpower instead of the stalled House Committee, where members are fighting over who should be committee chair. Mr Leung rejected a proposal by pro-establishment lawmakers to discuss the bill in the full council, saying there wasn't much precedent for that and lawmakers from different parties couldn't agree on it. The pro-democracy camp feared the move could pave the way for controversial bills to bypass lawmakers' scrutiny. Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Alice Mack said she was sorry the president denied their proposal, but she supported the government's suggestion to use the manpower panel instead. We can see no ending in the prolonged filibustering in our House committee. We do not know when we can form a bills committee for this uh, very important bill. So we would rather use any possible measures to pass this bill. We hope that all the um, employees will enjoy their labour rights as soon as possible. The former president of Ocean Park, Alan Zeman, has advised the government to appoint a management team with experience in running theme parks. He says it's vastly different from other types of businesses. The park last week announced a pay freeze as a sharp decline in visitor numbers took its toll. Lawmakers are expected to be briefed later this month about a $10 billion proposal to fund refurbishment and expansion at the park. Mr Zeman said one of the park's biggest challenges was the government's unwillingness to allow it to raise admission fees. A group of U.S. lawmakers has stepped up its call for sanctions against key Beijing officials over human rights and strongly criticised what it says is the continuing erosion of Hong Kong's autonomy. The government here says foreign legislatures should stay out of Hong Kong affairs. Here's Steve Dunthorne. The Congressional Executive Commission on China voiced alarm at Beijing's incarceration of more than one million Uyghurs and other Muslims in the western region of Xinjiang. In a section on Hong Kong, the Commission said it had observed a further erosion of the SAR's autonomy and fundamental freedoms under the One Country, Two Systems framework. It urged the US administration to communicate to Hong Kong and Beijing officials that the undermining of the SAR's autonomy would threaten its separate treatment under US law. The Hong Kong government issued a lengthy statement refuting the report, repeating its strong opposition to the enactment of the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act in the US, which it said was a clear intervention in Hong Kong's internal affairs that sends an erroneous signal to violent protesters. The US Vice President Mike Pence says Americans are now safer following the killing of the Iranian general Hassan Soleimani. In an interview with the American television network CBS News, Mr Pence said the US had received intelligence that Iran had told its militias not to attack American targets and civilians. I believe we are safer today than uh, before uh, President Trump ordered our military to take out Qasem Soleimani. At least two rockets have landed in the heavily fortified green zone in the Iraqi capital, Baghdad. Foreign government buildings, including the U.S. Embassy, are based in the area. Iraqi security forces say the rockets caused a fire. 
The head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, says Britain and the EU will still be the best of friends after Brexit, but cannot be as close as before. Speaking at a university in London, she said both sides would continue to contribute to each other. The European Union and the United Kingdom will still be the best of friends and partners. The bonds between us will still be unbreakable. We will still contribute to each other's societies like so many Brits have done in the European Union and as so many EU citizens do here every single day. Ms. von der Leyen said the EU would aim for a partnership with the zero tariffs but warned that the greater the divergence, the more distant the partnership would be. Queen Elizabeth's grandson, Prince Harry, and his wife, Meghan, have announced they're stepping back from being senior members of the British royal family. They say they want to become financially independent and plan to split their time between the UK and North America. They said they wanted to focus on caring for their young son. Dickie Arbiter is a former royal press spokesman. I'm sorry that this decision has been taken, and it also almost looks like it's been taken by both of them, Harry probably his heart ruling his head. And it is a bit of a letdown because he was born into this family. He did incredibly well as an independent member of, of the family. And to step back is quite a major move within royal circles. There is no precedence. Britain's royal family is understood to be disappointed and hurt at the decision. The former boss of Renault-Nissan, Carlos Ghosn, has fiercely criticised the Japanese legal system in his first public comments since fleeing Tokyo. Mr Ghosn said he'd had zero chance of a fair trial in Japan on charges of financial misconduct. He said he'd faced a choice between dying there or running. Japan's Justice Minister Masako Mori rejected his criticism. Mr Ghosn has been propagating both within Japan and internationally false information on Japan's legal system and its practice. This is absolutely intolerable. Japan's criminal justice system sets out appropriate procedures and is administered properly to clarify the truth in cases while guaranteeing basic individual human rights. The World Bank is forecasting a slight increase in global economic growth for the coming year following a marked slowdown in 2019. The bank predicts that growth will reach 2.5%. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker. Last year's economic growth was the weakest since the global financial crisis a decade ago. The World Bank forecasts only a slight pickup this year, and it depends on expected improvements in several developing economies that struggled or had marked slowdowns last year, including India, Brazil and Mexico. The report identifies several factors that could lead to weaker performance in the forecast. Trade tensions and the build-up of debt in the developing countries are possible risks. So are political factors, a point underlined by the eruption of violence in the Middle East in the last few days. To business, the Chinese consumer inflation stabilised at an eight-year high in December as the cost as a rise as the rise in the cost of pork slowed after authorities stepped into the nation's reserves to battle the impact of African swine fever. The CPI came in at four and a half percent last month, unchanged from November. For the whole of 2019, consumer prices rose 2.9 percent. Currencies and the US dollar is trading at 109.18 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 18 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,398, 309 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with football. Real Madrid have won the first semi-final of the revamped Spanish Super Cup after beating Valencia 3-1. The event is being held in Saudi Arabia. 
It also features Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Under the new expanded format, the winners and runners-up from both La Liga and the Copa del Rey are taking part. Spanish journalist Juan Castro explains why Saudi Arabia was chosen by Spain's FA. Well, there is only one reason, money. I mean, uh, the uh, Spanish Federation has, uh, has uh, signed a con- three-year contract to celebrate the Super Cup in uh, Saudi Arabia. That uh, will mean a lot of money, uh, 50 million euros. This uh, money, it will be divided uh, afterwards uh, between the clubs and also the, the federation itself. So only one reason, money. Aston Villa picked up an important away goal and held Leicester City to a one-all draw in the first leg of their English League Cup semi-final tie. Villa took the lead through Frederick Guibert in the first half. Kelechi Iannaccio replied for the host after the break. The former Ireland international Clinton Morrison was watching at King Power Stadium. Yeah, it was a really good game. A superb game to be fair. Both teams going for it. In particular, Leicester, Villa had a really good game plan. They came here to defend and they managed to get the goal in the first half. Villa were the better team after they scored that goal. Leicester were huffing and puffing. Brendan Rodgers brought on Chowdhury and I think he changed the game because they had the, like, the holding midfielder and it put Tillemans and Madison further forward and they could start creating stuff. And Iniacho comes on and gets that important equaliser, which could be a very important goal in this time. The International Cricket Council's proposal to reduce test matches to four days has been met with resistance from the Global Cricketers' Union. The BBC's Joe Parsons reports. The International Cricket Players' Union have come out in opposition to any proposed reduction of test cricket from five days to four. The International Cricket Council is set to discuss the idea when it meets this month to consider the calendar beyond 2023. In a statement, the Players' Union said... Making a fundamental change simply in order to provide calendar space to fill with additional or meaningless cricket is clearly not something we can support. Cricket's global structure desperately needs clarity rather than further confusion. And we finish with an update on the Hong Kong Open. The tournament's biggest name, Shane Lowry, shot one under par in his opening round at the golf club in Fan Lang. The Irishman mixed three birdies with a pair of bogeys through his first 18 holes. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The state broadcaster CCTV says the mystery illness in Wuhan may be an entirely new type of coronavirus. The Court of Appeal begins hearing the government's appeal against a lower court ruling that the anti-mask law was unconstitutional. And US lawmakers step up calls for sanctions against key Beijing officials and criticise what they call the continuing erosion of Hong Kong's autonomy. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show. I'm Sadia Usmani. My thanks to James Ross for the morning brew. And do you know what? I've got another packed show for you today. Think you may need to get your diary out because I've got some news of some very interesting events that are going on. Just after 1.30 today, my guest in the studio will be Jayang Javeri to tell me all about Kalyani, a celebration of women in Indian arts, and Katha, the first Indian war mural festival in Hong Kong with HK Walls, which is taking place as I speak. And then after two today, we get an update on the first days of play at the Hong Kong Golf Open. And we'll be joining our sports correspondent, Danny Hicks, to give us an update on that. And then... And this is for shopaholics out there. Make sure you tune in at 2.30 because I have news of a pre-loved fashion shopathon. Yes, <laughs> where you can actually forget about the guilt of retail therapy and treat yourself 